Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Community of Farmington Hills and our online viewers. We're happy that you have joined us today and hope that you will enjoy the service. I'm Lois Jones. I'm the platform assistant today and I'll be sharing the announcements and upcoming events with you. If you are a first time visitor, take a welcome packet <laughs> from the usher as you leave the sanctuary. Join us after service in the social hall for fellowship and lots of conversation, fun with one another. Our fabulous hospitality team over there has prepared refreshments and tasty treats for our enjoyment. Do we have some soup today, Mary? Yes, we do. Hey. The ukulele group will not meet today due to the town hall meeting. Our annual Heart of the Holiday, formally Adopt a Family, also begins today through Sunday, December the 10th. There is a tree in the lobby outside of the sanctuary with little angels hanging, with the family's wishes hanging on that tree. You pick a wish, shop for the gift, 
and bring the wrapped gift to the church, wrapped, no later than Sunday, December the 10th. Please pick up your tickets for the Theater Fun Day. It is going to be exciting. It's on Sunday, December the, the 3rd. That's the first Sunday. So see me immediately after service in the social hall. We have several extra tickets for sale. You don't want to miss it. If you would jo like to join the fun, see Lois Jones after service as well. I think that's me. Join Critical Conversations on Zoom on next Monday, November 27th at 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. These conversations help us gain greater understanding and insight into one another's differences and our similarities. To join the conversation, click on the Zoom link on our website. Join us on December 3rd for our All Music Sunday. How many of you have been to All Music Sunday? <laughs> Folks online couldn't see you, but anyway, you could have you made some noise. <laughs> Enjoy a Sunday morning service of uplifting and inspiring music, music and so, inspiring music and songs by our amazing, amazing, amazing. music team. Our Christmas decorating party is Saturday, December the 9th from 12 to 4 p.m. Come join the merriment and festivity as we decorate and beautify our spiritual home. It's a party, so let's get the party started. <laughs> December the 10th, uh, December, Sunday, December 10th is Friends and Family Sunday. Let's make this one the best yet. Let's commit to bring at least one family member and at least one friend. Imagine the results. Imagine the results. If you don't have a friend, maybe you can borrow one. <laughs> the best part is that they will enjoy the warmth and love of our spiritual community. Sue Resnick is our prayer chaplain today and will be available to pray with you after service near the patio doors. Please exit the sanctuary immediately after service to allow Sue a quiet space and to get downstairs for the meeting. To stay abreast of our activities and upcoming events, please visit unityfh.com, check out our Facebook page, or read through the newsletter that's emailed every Friday. To receive our newsletter, newsletters and e-blasts, go to the unityfh.com and fill out email blast form at the bottom of the page. And now, as the amazing music team sings, surely the presence, let us prepare for the daily word and our opening prayer and meditation. Thank you. Can feel God. 
like subtle and quiet, but she is funny to me. <laughs> she is funny to me. And I also want to um, say thank you to everyone who filled out a role, did something to make the, sh the services so beautiful when I wasn't here. And for Steve for filling in for me for the first Sunday, and then Greg Bowens filled in for me the second Sunday. And for Faith for tying it all together with me. I appreciate that, Faith. It's really good to have somebody who's got your back. And you all have our back, too, so thank you for that. I know we're supposed to be quiet and subtle for our daily word, but I want you all to give yourselves a hand, please. And then also, I wanted it to be an amazing Thanksgiving food drive. Y'all showed up and showed out. We had a total of 60 boxes that left for today, uh, left last week to, uh, to give to those who were in need for Thanksgiving. 54 of them were boxes filled with meals, not just Thanksgiving, but meals for the, during the day. And also we had six boxes of different sizes of diapers. Can you give yourselves another hand too, please? I don't want to cry, but if I do, it's okay. But I just feel, um, I was, I was um, getting my hair done yesterday, and I heard someone say that, you know, people don't enjoy their jobs, but that ain't true. Because being here as your minister, I mean, being a minister, period, is amazing. But being here with all of y'all is the best gift of a job that anyone could ever, ever have. So I thank you all for being that love for me and letting me be that love for you. Amen? Amen. So now I can, oh wait, I also want to say thank you to my fabulous husband who was there for me when I wasn't feeling so good, even though he gave it to me. No. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if he did or not, I just know he was having the symptoms first. But, but I, um, it's amazing to be uh, in this space but it's even more amazing when you have someone special with you to do it. So thank you, sweetie pie. And for those of you who don't know, he's the one in the back, the brown-skinned guy in the back, tall, dark, and handsome, who's our video person. He's pointing at Berkeley. And I want to say thank you to Berkeley. Today is his last day as our audio video person. I want to thank him for all that he's done for us, for teaching me a lot, and um, just for filling in when we need you. Thank you, too, Berkeley. appreciate you. So now we can go into our daily word. I feel complete. So I invite you, if you feel led to, to gently close your eyes, take a deep breath, and just prepare to, prepare to hear, hear the daily word. Sunday, November 19th, 2023, Guidance. Today we affirm, divine guidance clears and lights my way. And our message reads, I am divinely guided moment by moment, breath by breath, with certainty and assurance 
I go forth to do what is mine to do, trusting all things are working for good. Even during the most trying times, through my faith, I am assured all is well, regardless of appearances, just as the sun shines after a storm. In times of uncertainty, I turn within, pray, and enter the silence where I can better discern the still small voice within me. Then I relax and pay attention to my intuition. I listen deeply to my soul's calling. I am open and receptive to the many ways my guidance manifests. Knowing and claiming my oneness with God, I dare to reach for my dreams. With unshakable faith, I go forth, expecting to receive clear guidance and direction from the Christ within me. Our Bible verse for today comes from Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. Let us pray. So I invite you, if you haven't already, to just gently close your eyes and take a deep breath. Let your attention float from your head down into the center of your chest, which we call our heart center. Let your body become relaxed. Let your mind release all the hustle and bustle of this morning. And just move into a state of being. And as we do this, we know that there's only one power. There's only one presence and one activity that's active in our lives and in the universe right now and always. And God, that is you, the good omnipotent, omnipresent. And we know that because you are everywhere present, you are omniscient, all-knowing. In this now moment, you know exactly what we need and you are exactly what we need. We surrender all that concerns us and we open ourselves up to know and believe and be willing to receive all that you have for us right now and always. And as we just sit in a state of being, just in this moment, feeling a presence of love, we allow you to open up our minds, our hearts, our bodies to receive your message, your word, to activate the understanding of it deeply within us, and to motivate us to step into being the activity as we live the truth that we know. And just for just a little bit, we're just going to sit in a state of being, being at peace, being in a feeling of love, and being open.
And we thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what and is teaching us to love you and love ourselves and to walk in that love, sharing it with others. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray and close out this meditation. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us go ahead and affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. Well, then say it two more times. I am an individualized expression of God. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And let's go ahead and affirm our U of H growth affirmation. And let's say it as if we know it's working. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Finding I can do this on my own I don't know where to go from here As long as I know that you are near I'm done fighting I'm finally letting go I will trust in you You never failed before I will trust in you
Even in the valley I will say With every breath you never let me go And I will wait for you You never failed before Let's give them another hand. They always find the perfect songs. <laughs> oh, man, I love, I love, I love them. And, Tony, I want to thank you for being here to fill in for Nicholas as well. Thank you for being here. <clears throat> oh, man, I missed you all. I really did. Even when um, I was overcoming my fear of being on the cruise and the airplane and all of that, I, I, still, I still missed you all. I missed being here. And I was excited to be here and be here last Sunday and then found out I had COVID. Thank you, hubby. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm going to do that for a minute. I'm going to rub it in for a minute. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But <clears throat> it is interesting because life is so amazing to me. Like, every time I feel myself going through and studying for something I'm going to speak on, it's like I end up living it out. You know, a couple weeks ago, we talked about um, the finding joy, in peace, finding joy and peace in your grief and your pain. And it was so interesting that I literally had to rush into that after I came back from my cruise because COVID ain't no joke, y'all. Hmm. But the thing that I love the most the thing that I love, 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 can I say the thing that I love the most 
is that even in the midst of it, I literally had already come to a place of knowing that no matter what I'm going through, no matter how my body feels, no matter even in the moments where I'm feeling like this is my last breath, because there's a couple of times I felt that way, that even in those moments, I still had a commitment and a joy for God. It's crazy because when I was on the airplane heading to Los Angeles, I had come to a place where I was walking my through the anxiety and the nervousness of being on that airplane. And I was literally at peace in it. It was like right after I had done that talk, and so I was in that peace. And then when we got, I'm all, you know, celebrating myself. We get to the shuttle, get up there to the port to see, and I see that ship. I freaked out, y'all. I freaked out. How are, oh, this is a nice-looking ship. Do you see the ship? I don't want to see the freaking ship. Can't you see I'm freaking out? I was freaking out, silently freaking out. But I had made a commitment that I would overcome. I seriously made a commitment. And it's so crazy because God always sets it up so you can overcome. So I said, okay, I got to. And, and I didn't push down the tears. I let the tears come. I mean, snot, like run on my face and all that. But it only happened for a short period of time. Because then I realized that I had no reference to be really afraid and upset at because I had never been on a cruise. So what am I sitting here freaking out about? Why don't I just go on and try it out and see if I'm going to like it? Then I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So that just dissipated quickly. And then when we got in there and showed all the stuff we needed to show, my birth certificate, driver's license, and all that stuff, you know, we went through what's like a jetway, the same kind of thing as if you're going onto an airplane. So I never got to see how big the ship was again. And when I got on it, of course, I tapped to make sure it was solid. Like, yeah, solid. And then the rest of the time was amazing. Literally amazing. Except for the times my husband kept trying to get me to look down into the... I ain't looking down. I can look out, but I ain't going to look down because I get vertical, you know? I'm working through it. But even going up in this attic, Faith will tell you, I have to walk, and I, my dad taught us peripheral vision. So even when I'm walking sideways up in the attic, I can still see down, and I get it, you know, kind of thing. But I tell you, God is some sweet business. Because not only was the cruise amazing for me, and we went into Cabo San Lucas, and we had to take a boat out from the boat, the ship, there, because they can't port. I'm freaking out. And then we got to wait in this long line for about an hour. I said, I don't want to go, Howard. Of course, he's a little disappointed, but he, we went. I said, we can go eat. So he liked that idea, so we went to eat. But the other thing that happened was they said, okay, there's another boat coming for those of you who didn't have an assigned time. So we were able to get on a boat and easily go out, and it wasn't scary. It was not scary. I have been afraid all my life for something I had never experienced, terrified to get on a cruise and get to go on a terrified because of something that I experienced from my mama infiltrating my consciousness. And I realized that it kept me from having a high quality of life, expanding my territory, and going places that you can have some fun. And I had a really good time. This is how deep, now let me tell you, this is deep, this is deep, this is deep for me. Because the two greatest fears that I have ever had, well, three. The first one is fear of death. 
The second one was fear of speaking in front of people, speaking in public. Now, y'all know I ain't afraid of that no more. Because not only am I not afraid of that, I tell y'all my business. And then the third one was getting on airplanes. And then I guess the fourth one was cruises. When I was on my way back, and that flight from Los Angeles to Detroit and back, they're not short trips. I promise you, as I was sitting there holding my husband's hand, holding Howard's hand, it was deep in my heart that if I pass away on this flight, I'll be okay. There was no, Howard will tell you, there was no fear at all in my heart. This is real business. The five unity principles are real business. I'm here to tell you real business. I'm the scariest person I know, and I'm becoming the most courageous person I know because I am committed to conquering every single one of my fears. I promise you I'm committed to it, and especially those ones that weren't even mine in the first place. They came from my mama. They came from living vicariously through her nervousness, her anxiety, her fears. I didn't go to Michigan State because she said, you're going to get up there, have an anxiety attack, pass out, and nobody's going to be there. And I did not go to Michigan State because of that. And I would have been the first one to leave home. My daughter ended up being that. I made sure she had no nervousness when she went to Western. These principles work. When you know that there's only one power and only one presence active in your life and in the universe, and you trust and have faith in that, it will cover every single thing that you're going through. And then when you realize the second unity principle, that that presence is with you every step of the way, and you really, like, you take it from your thinking moment, and you put, oh, my baby got it up there. Oh, that's some sweet business. You, you literally become the presence of it, and you can't help but, but become passionate about it and begin to live in it. And then you realize that because that power, that source within you is always there and is the activating source of you, you realize that as you start thinking, you're appropriating and you're moving into the presence of God, you're bringing it into resist, uh, uh, existence, you realize you are literally not just made in the image and likeness of God, but the active power of the image and likeness of God, that every single thing you image and think in your mind, the likeness will manifest in your life. Amen? And then after that, when you realize those moments when you're going through your little stuff inside, feeling some kind of way, being upset, anxious, and all these fears, you realize you have power over your own mind to go into that fourth unity principle of aligning yourself with the truth. Step into prayer meditation. Sit with God. Deny the power of what those feelings have over you. And that's what I was doing on that plane, the first plane there. I didn't have to do it on the way back because I had already overcome. And then you move into a space where you can't help but live the truth that you know, and then be passionate about it. That's moving us into this next church that we're going to be talking about. The title of my talk today is The Message to Thyatira. Thyatira is the fourth church 
in this uh, book of Revelation that a letter is written to. And as we, just, just to get you up to this point, those of you who are just going to do a brief summary. The book of Revelation is the last book in the Bible, which is the part, the last book that's called the New Testament, part of the Bible. It is written in a lot of imagery, but it's using the figure of speech that they spoke at that time. It is written by one of Jesus' disciples. His name is John. John was considered Jesus' best friend. John was the one who Jesus um, gave the care of his mother to. So when he moved, when John moved to Ephesus, he took Jesus' mother with him. John has been exiled to Patmos because he is not wanting to uh, worship the Roman emperor or all those false gods that are there, the idols that are there. So he is exiled as punishment to this island called Patmos. He's sitting in worship, meaning he's sitting inside himself, praying and tuning into God, and he gets this vision. And in this vision is his best friend, Jesus, the spirit of Jesus coming to him and talking to him and giving him a message. Now, the book of Revelation is powerful because back in the time of the first century Christians who were really Jewish, a lot of them were Jewish people who had moved into the Christ consciousness of Judaism, which is what Jesus came to teach. He said, I did not come to destroy the law. He said, I came to prove it, to live it, to demonstrate it, and to even take us even deeper into moving into the spirit of it. So he comes to, his spirit comes to John, and John is sitting there, and he tells John, write this stuff down, and I want you to share it. And the first part of what he's sharing is to seven of the churches that were under John's um, authorization, I guess, in Asia Minor at that time. So we've already gone through the book, the, the letter, letter to Ephesus. And Ephesus represents your spiritual nature. Your, your desire to know, actually, is that desire in you to know. But it's the desire from the physical part of you to, to, to your action. And then we went into the book of Smyrna, the letter to the church of Smyrna. And Smyrna is that sweet-smelling spirit of faith that comes when you tap into your substance. Smyrna represents the substance in us, that life inside of you that's animating you, have, moving and breathing and having its being in you as you move and breathe and have your being in it. And then we, and, and then we went through Pergamum. So the Ephesus is speaking to our desire. Smyrna is speaking to our spiritual substance, the life within us. And this I'm getting from Charles Fillmore because Charles Fillmore, who's the co-founder of Unity, wrote this, bi- this uh, Bible that's a metaphysical Bible. It opens up more deeply what the spiritual meaning is in the Bible. The letter to Pergamum represents our spiritual intelligence. Reading things and, under- and thinking on it and understanding it's your thinking nature. And today we're going to go into the letter to Thyatira. Thyatira was a smaller church on that Roman postal route that came right after Ephesus, I mean a Pergamum. It's a little bit smaller than Pergamum. But Thyatira was known for creating the purple dye that royalty would wear. 
You, read, you may have read in the New Testament about this person. Her name was Lydia. She was one of the first Christians, and she was one of the persons who would make that purple dye. So it was similar. It was like a, fa- um, what would I say? They had these factories where the, they would produce that dye and different things, and that's how they would make their money. Like Detroit was called the Motor City for a reason, working in factories. But Thyatira was like that too. And that was the, real, the only real way you could make money back then. So in Thyatira, Thyatira is speaking to our faith. But it's deeper than speaking to our faith. It's speaking to your faithfulness to your faith. So I'm going to read this letter. And then we're going to dive into this. This is in Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 through 29. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Thyatira. This is the message from the Son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all the things you do. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. And I see your constant improvement in all these things. But I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immortality. I was going to say immortality is immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering, and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn from her evil deeds. Then I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person. And I will give to each, each of you, whatever you deserve. It goes on to say, but I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira who are not, who have not followed these false teaching, deeper truths, as they call them, depths of Satan. I will, I will ask nothing more of you except that you hold on, hold on tightly to what you have until I come. And he finishes by saying, to all who are victorious, who obey me, To the very end, to them I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. They will have the same authority I received from my Father, and I will also give them the morning star. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Let me just go into prayer real quick. God, I feel you moving in me deeply. And I'm asking to just bring it in a way that I can say it succinctly. And because my eagerness is there to share it, it's coming in as a roaring waterfall. I'm asking to slow it down just a little as I decrease my human attachment to what I think I know and let the Spirit come up and share the truth 
that I am and we all are. Thank you, God. Amen. Okay, so this is really interesting to me because, as I said, Thyatira represents our faculty of faith. But deep down, it, it, when you look at it, like I said before, it represents even deeper. It represents your faithfulness to your faith. And you can tell how faithful you are to something by the way you stand committed to it and passionate about it and what you will allow to come in to fall to you on what it is that you feel and say that you have faith in. So I have faith in God and I have faith that I'm healed. But the moment you get sick, you go into the poor me and you say, I am sick instead of my body is experiencing illness. That's not being faithful to the truth. That's not having deep faith in the truth because what you're saying is going against the truth that you know. Thyatira is deep because it moves us out of the Pergamum consciousness of intellect into the actual demonstration of it because you truly are passionate about the knowing of it. Do you ever know that you know that you know something? Is there something that you know that you know that you know? I'm asking you. Anybody, there's something you know that you know that you know? Yes, amen, anybody? No one can make you say or feel otherwise because you know it, right? Well, that's how they were in this church in Thyatira. They knew it, and they moved deeply into it. Jesus is commending them just like he does in all the other letters to the other seven churches. He's commending them for, their, for the things that they're doing. He's commending them and, and congratulating them and praising them for their love, for their faith, for their service, for their endurance, their patient endurance, which just means your commitment. And he's commending them because they keep going further and they keep growing deeper into that. He says, I, I can see your constant improvement in all the things you do. I tell you what, when I was reading this, there was something that went deep in me that I felt a little bit of pride inside of myself for Unity of Firmington Hills. Because when I first came here, and it was just a couple of you all, like maybe at the handful, at the most, maybe 15, 16 of us here, we were eking on in July 2019 when I became the minister. We weren't even completely paying our bills, but we were committed. We were in love towards each other. We had deep faith that it would work, and we were about service. Weren't we about doing some service? We were about service. And not only that, we were willing to, 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 to run the course. And then when COVID came and other churches were closing their doors, we thrived. Y'all gave me a raise. And it was a significant raise in the midst of COVID. Because one of the things that Jesus is saying is that you got to stay in your faithfulness so deeply that nothing can take you off of it. And what we did when we had those nervous times or whatever, we just opened up and started having more Zoom meetings together and spending that time together and helping each other, working to, with each other. We even kept doing our adoptive family, y'all. Christmas time, we ordered things through Amazon, and it wasn't no tit litty bitty. We did some deep business, and they got their gifts wrapped 
during Christmas, during COVID. I can't even remember how much we spent, but we spent a significant amount, $3,000 or more, giving out gifts through Amazon. That's because we were committed to being faithful to our faith. And we didn't let anybody stop us from being who we knew we are. And these values, I'm going to always point to them because values are how you live. And when you let something knock you off of how you live, Jezebel comes in. Jezebel represents those negative emotions, those negative thoughts, those things that distract you from what it is that you're trying to do. While other churches were freaking out and having their thing, we were working it out. I was doing my little videos I had learned, and uh, Lauren had helped me with some things, and my husband was setting up the, he'd set everything up before he went to work at night. I'd do my videos, send them to Lauren, he and the music team, and uh, Nicholas and the music team, they'd get their little recording together, and we put together a video, and we had a pretty good package, I'm telling you. Folks were calling, ministers were calling me to ask me, how did we do it? Because you've got to remain faithful to your faith. Consistent to your faith. That's one of the things that Jesus is saying here. Stay faithful. The other part about it, I'm having a personal summer, y'all. Woo to the we. Is that you got to learn, you got to stay consistent with it. You got to stay consistent. But this is the other thing, y'all. We weren't content on being just a little bit of rinky-dink. We wanted to even make it better. So Lauren and I, we were working through things. He'd send out little excerpts. I'd get out some little excerpts and send them out on faith. On faith, we'll put them on Facebook so that we can draw people to our YouTube page and our website. And we started expanding our viewership because we weren't committed. We weren't uh, ready to just settle down. We weren't satisfied with just being little, with just it, uh, the message being with all of us. We decided to make ourselves grow. That's what Jesus is commending them about. But this is what happens. Sometimes we give a benefit of the doubt. Don't ever give doubt benefit. I promise you it'll be a mistake. Because the moment you do that, they won't know. I can just do this. I won't follow that procedure. I'll let somebody, I'll say my yes when I need to say my no. I'll do this instead of doing that. Literally, you end up compromising yourself. And now before you know it, you've drifted off away from your truth, your faith, and your life. Now you're wondering why it's falling apart. Or me, trying to look all cute, not wearing my mask. Well, why I come on a cruise if I'm going to wear my mask? Because it got COVID. My daddy would say, you big dummy. I know better now, so I wouldn't do it again. I'm going to grow from that experience. Does that make sense to everybody? So what is this with Thyatira? It's that feeling nature inside of you that's beginning to take on what you know as truth as your own essence of it. And the moment you let other people's thoughts, other people's fears, the way I let my mama's fears and stuff creep in, it infiltrates you and compromises you and opens you up to a weakness. It stops you from going forward, and it keeps you stagnant. I am 55 years old, and I have just now 
taking the courage to get on a cruise. Now, I had opportunities before when I was younger. I had opportunities to get on an airplane when I was younger. But I let my mama's fear stop me all these years. And I'm saying, let's not do that anymore. Wherever you are in your consciousness, go deeper into it and let the truth, look at it for real and say, is this the truth? And if you got evidence of it, look at how you overcame it to where you're here now so it ain't your truth in this moment. Amen? And then go further into it and doing something deeper to make that peace grow. Now, he says that he's, he gave Jezebel time to repent. You, we always got second chances to have another chance. We always have an opportunity to change our mind and step into the truth. If it's something you don't like about your life or what's going on in your life, you have permission. You have free will to give God permission to change it. But you got to change and let go of that stuff that's holding you back. I promise you I know what I'm talking about. And I was afraid of getting COVID. I knew a couple people who passed away who I loved from it. But that was their experience, not mine. I had to step into my experience. Now, I, I could have done without actually experiencing it. But this is the thing. One of the things Jesus says is to hold on to what's your truth no matter what, until he comes is what he says. And then he says that not only will he give you a rod to tear apart uh, your, the nations like a clay pot, but you'll get the morning star. Howard and I, the first time I really got out there a couple years ago, went to Kensington Park. I was trying to think of the name of the park. And I was looking at the paddle boats, and then, you know, the romantic people and loose swan boats. I like those better than the, the dragons. They don't look, we ended up on a dragon anyway, because you draw to you what you resist, right? What you resist persists. But he was like, wouldn't you like to go out on there? I'm looking at them romantically paddle boating in the summertime. It's looking all good. I didn't want to do it at first. But then I did it. And the romantic map that my husband is, and, and when they put the, uh, the um, life jacket on me, now I really felt safe. Got my little life jacket on. I'm feeling good. And it, it didn't look so deep where we were. So if anything happened, I could stand up in the water. I was fine. Howard, my husband, wanted to create the mood. Isn't it romantic? So he's on his phone trying to find his music. I'm helping him try to find his music. We find the right music. I look up. We had floated way away from shore. Well, we're in the middle of the lake. I go to freak out. Then I realize we're in the middle of the lake. Nothing happened. I had a fear for nothing. Let's paddle boat. And then boats were coming by who were bigger than was making you move, you know, your little. And I started to give them a little eat. But then I realized it was happening that way when we were distracted looking at the phone, but it didn't hurt me. So I'm realizing that even the tiny fears that I've given these big old mountain hills, I've kept myself from going forward from something that I hadn't even experienced yet. That was the beginning of me moving to the cruise, my morning star, my freedom 
my moving into my liberation. A couple years ago, we did these vision boards here, 2018. We did them here. Michael, you were down there with us at the social hall. I had several things on there. One was being a minister. I had a church on there. Had a red car. This one is the one I made for U of H. I made my own personal one. Another one was a red car. I had uh, pictures of me and my husband doing a massage. We were going to do a joint massage until we found out it was $200. I was like, that's okay, we can do it at home. <laughs> and there was a big cruise boat on there. I got my red car out there. I'm in this church. It may not be as big as the church on the picture, but the heart of it and the spirit of it and the people of it, that makes it even bigger. And I've been on a cruise. I had an airplane on there, and I had this beautiful scenery that was like uh, Ensenada and Capo San Lucas. When you let go of the fear and step into the truth of the faith of God, those distractions keep you from putting, holding on to that that uh, or to keep your boat going forward, you end up realizing that all those things that you had that were dreams that were given to you by God, you end up seamlessly walking into them. I say, let's let go of Jezebel, those fears, those worries, those concerns, and live your life out loud. I say, not only do we live our life out loud, let's grow and create some more accomplishments where we can go even further together as a church and individually. I say, go deep down inside and let the spirit in you cross out the little children that Jesus is talking about, I'm going to kill those children. That's the result and the consequences of our thinking from negative emotions. Anxiety, worry, illness stress, high blood pressure. Oh, I don't want those children. Do y'all want those children? Okay, y'all, okay. Wait a minute. I go away for two weeks and y'all now acting brand new? I mean, well, maybe you do want those children. So, okay, I'll give you enough because when we claim it, we create it. Do you want something better in your life? Yes? yes. Thank you. So this is what Jesus is saying. Stay faithful to your faith. Stay committed. And not only do you stay committed, stay focused. When you stay focused, Jezebel cannot come into your life. Not even through the back door. And when you stay focused, you will get the morning star because you become fully satisfied in your life and you grow into something greater than you ever thought you could be. There's something that my, Howard and my father were, um, they were going, they, I, on Veterans Day, all of a sudden I heard, yeah, hoorah, 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 he's and my dad are on the phone, my dad's in the Marines, was in the Marines, he's in the Army. They're going at it on what it was for the armies. was it hoorah, hoorah. I said, how about hip, hip, hooray? I say hip, hip, you say hooray. Hip, hip. Hooray. Oh, they did it. I, was, <laughs> I meant I was telling them that. And I went in and said, hip, hip. And they didn't, they didn't want to do the hooray part. But anyway, the whole point of this was that there's something that the Marines say that really is deep for me. They say, simplify. Simplify. Every time I see a Marine and I tell him my dad was a veteran, he's a Marine, they say, tell your father, I said, simplify. 
And that's Latin, short for the Latin word semper fidelis. And it means always faithful, always loyal. I promise you when you are deeply faithful, when you are deeply loyal to your own relationship with God, there will be nothing that will bring into your consciousness an experience of doubt, worry, and concern. Even when the world things are going on, because they were going through persecutions at the time, and I promise you persecutions are still going on. There's still stuff going on in this world. We got these wars and all this still going on. But if you stay focused to your truth, if you stay focused and faithful to your faith, faithful to your love, faithful to your service, faithful to your commitment, faithful to your ability and your willingness to grow, you will always step into a higher experience of the presence of God and you will always feel liberated and free no matter what anybody else is going through. Your heart will sing. When everybody else is going through worrying and concern and upset and anxiety, you're going to stand in a state of peace and that's what we're created to be. And not only are we created to be it, we're created to be the expression of it and we're created to co-create it with others in this world. Amen? Let's close our eyes and take a deep breath as we close this out. And I'm just going to pray over us. Thanking you, God, for moving us as a church out of anything that was holding us back into a liberated, free expression of your truth. As we continue to move and be that which we know is ours to be, to co-create a loving and compassionate, spirit-filled world. And God, I thank you for the way that you are moving inside each and every one of our hearts to bring our emotions into alignment with the intellectual part of us that knows the truth, knows the way, so that we can move into the light. Move our hearts into that spiritual compass that is always guided towards you, which is the way, the direction, the truth. That we may move into a life that is always peaceful, always joyful, always celebrating and praising you no matter what is going on in our experience. And God, we lift this prayer in the mighty name and nature of the Spirit of God within us, knowing that it is the Spirit of God that will never leave us, that sees every heart inside of us, knows everything that we need and everything that we deserve and is that expression of it to us right now. We only seek you and we thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is, and we let it be. Do we let it be, y'all? Amen. amen, amen. Thank you.
the best fall to the ground. I am a mess, I am a wrecking ball. I must confess that I still don't get it all. Lord, I believe in all your words are true. Doesn't matter where I'm going, if I'm going with you, I press on, I press on, I press on. My voice is dry. Let's give them another hand. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. I missed y'all. I missed y'all. Ah, let's uh, gently close your eyes. And oh, I don't have that little thing, Faith. Uh, um, you have it? Yes, yes, yes. Yay. <clears throat> There's this little uh, thing that you, you guys were saying. It was a blessing that you guys were saying um, when I first got here. Who created that again, Faith? Uh, minister, yeah, offertory celebration. I love this. I love this. I love this. I want you all to gently close your eyes and bring to mind what you feel led to give for a love offering, knowing that you are the ex very existence of prosperity, love, and abundance in every area of your life. You take another deep breath, breathing into this. And I'm going to say this first part of it, and then I want you, you'll repeat after me. But with your eyes closed, just receive this affirmation. Thank you, God, for these gifts of love coming from hearts of love to bless this ministry of love. And now repeat after me. Thank you, God, for your ever-increasing, unceasing flow of absolute good into our lives now. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now let's stand up. And we're going to do our other love offering blessing. We're standing because we're standing in reverence to that sacred part of us that is the thing that does what it is that we say. So that love offering blessing that's in your mind right now, take another deep breath and breathe in a knowing that it's coming from God. And let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I am, all that I have, and all that I receive. Give and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. Ah, I, want, I, I, I know it's going to be a couple minutes, but I just feel led. Bring to mind anybody you're praying with, any things that you're releasing. Let's let these Jezebel thoughts, these fears, these anxiety, whatever, or anybody you're concerned, let them come to your mind right now. We're visualizing ourselves in a prayer circle right now, even the ones who are online. Call out the names of people who you're concerned about. Call them out. Ashley, Lisa, Dion, Rosie, Daddy, Crystal, Scott, Israel, the world, yes. And God, as you hear these names coming out, these hearts coming out, these persons coming out who we are calling forth and we're praying with these circumstances and situations, we know that you are the answer. We know you've purified all those thoughts. We've released that Jezebel spirit of any negative feelings and emotions towards that, towards ourselves, and we see their hearts being purified as well. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Now let's do our prayer for protection. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. And now our peace song. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page 
unityfh.com slash donate.